Hello, this is Tito again, just with a quick reminder that we are picking back up where we left off on our last episode for part two of our episode with Warshak. Hope you enjoy. Sorry if it's a little disjointed. So, the first new card is Agalon the Observer, a four mana four four. Replace your replace your hero power with Agalon's Vision, and what you do is you look at the top card of your opponent's deck, and you can select to put it at the bottom. So it's just you get to kind of get more information on the kind of deck your opponent's playing. You get to disrupt any dredge mechanics. It, I think this is like, I don't like control as like being the first archetype that I choose to play. I'm more of a mid range or aggro Andy myself, but uh, this, this seems fun. This makes me excited to want to play decks that can utilize this in a great way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this card's going to be pretty good. Uh, what do you think, uh, Rob? Um, at first, when I read this card, I didn't realize it was a battle cry. <laughs> I thought it was just when it was on the board, and I was like, man, this thing sucks. And then I thought of Agalon. I'm like, dude, there's no way that they ripped Uldar's best, like the hardest boss in Uldar, and made him this bad. And then I reread the card, and I'm like, wow, it's just like permanent. And um, one mana, battle cry. It's basically very similar to like the Spectre's weapon. If anybody remembers, when you draw a card, you could choose to put the card at the bottom and draw a new card, or draw the card that you only going to draw but it's for your opponent and then i look at like how that card was good in the sense of like how many decks played that card and unfortunately not a lot of decks played sphere like a card that would allow you to choose and draw what you wanted um so to play a four mana four four that chooses and allows your opponent to draw and then replaces your hero power while it does sound good i from previous experiences what that card does it is bad it may be good i like the effect i'm going to play with the card but from what we've had previously in metas where there's cards that do exactly what that does for one mana and it had like three or four durability it wasn't really played like it was played in like what one or two decks maybe in the meta ever so it's there to break your twig of the world tree <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it wasn't really there for, like, great uses. It was, like, Mozaki Mage or, like, Bird Mage or whatever, and that's, that's pretty much it. Um, But, I mean, we'll see. Like, I will play with the card. I like the effect. I think it's cool. No problem with it. I'm going to have fun. But in actuality, like, how good is it going to be in a meta deck? I don't think it's ever going to... I don't think it's going to be in a, some meta crazy... You know, I don't think it's going to be in a tier one deck. Unless This is the card... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I was done. All right, this is the card that's like like you said, the Tony um with the the Flyers of Zinajari steam cleaner that like you know everyone's like, oh, this is gonna be the tyrant of the meta. No. Everyone's posting like, hey, you play this with plagiarizer and gnome Feratu and and um with your uh, harvester of envy and and blah blah blah. And and no, this is Ticketus. This is the card that sucks, but everyone likes the effect and just keeps wanting to play it, and you get tilted when you lose to it. And people just loved having it happen, but you end up playing a 40% win rate with it. This is going to be the card that 
for the next three months, and, and Donkey posted this today, this is the card that Zach was going to tell us for the next three months. Stop running this card in your deck. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. And 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 people aren't going to listen. So that's that's where I think this is. I think it's going to be fun. I don't think it's going to be good, but I think it's going to be overplayed and it's going to be it's going to be very tilting when when you lose to it. Well, I think one of the so I learned this like I don't say fact, but I like the way I thought about cards and milling cards was very different after I thought about this. So when Nomferatu is like a great example, right? So you play Nomferatu, a two mana, two, three, and it says Battlecry, discard the top card of your opponent's deck. And that card, you value it as your top card of your opponent's deck, one card. Whether it's the best card in their deck or the worst card of the deck, it doesn't matter until they basically have no cards in their deck because the card that they're going to draw next is completely random. So when somebody says, oh, great burn, the burn doesn't matter because they're still drawing a card from their deck. And the card that they draw from their deck is going to be random. So whether I hit the best card in their deck or their worst card in their deck, they're still getting a card, which I don't know what it is, which could be perfect for that particular situation. So until they have zero cards left in their deck, like if I Gnome Ferratu their last card, then Gnome Ferratu is the best card I could have played. But until that point, it doesn't matter what I burn or discard. It's useless. They're still drawing a card, like, <laughs> like I, I had that like a, like a at the time I think it was VLPS or some like top twenty five legend player like explain the the fundamentals of milling and discarding cards when your opponent's deck is not empty, and they went through the like this giant Excel spreadsheet of percentages and random cards, and then they went through the philosophy of like random generation and like random draw percentages, and then they went through their hindsight of like it, and then it like. After like 25 minutes of explanation, I'm like, you know what? I agree. <laughs> like for ever since then, like I'm just like milling, like changing the top part of your opponent's deck will not change the outcome of the game the majority of the time. It doesn't matter. So like, yeah, I can see the top card of my opponent's deck and put it at the bottom. But the next card they draw could have been the card that I didn't like. I can't see their hand. Right. So like, I don't know if me putting this card from the top to the bottom is better or worse. It's very limited information that you have. And the next card that they draw could be better. You don't know, you do not have that information. So unless you can like the Gravekeeper and Rogue, which you can see three cards in your opponent's hand, get rid of one and put it in their deck, that card is good. Because you have information to go off of, which is three cards in your opponent's hand, and you're actually removing one from play. This is not removing a card from play. You're merely just exchanging a card for another card, and the card that you're exchanging and the card that you're not exchanging are both random because you don't know what they are before you choose them. All right, sorry for the super long. No, you're good. No, no, no. Here, here's, here's the problem with your argument, and I agree with you 100%. But here's the problem with your argument: player goes in, they play their known Feratu, on turn two, they hit their they hit their opponent's Ilganoth, their combo piece, and they have that dopamine hit that hey. I, I just beat their deck yeah, with yeah, a turn yeah. two play. And and so now it doesn't, like, the facts of how it plays out over a thousand games doesn't matter because they have the memory and the dopamine hit of, hey, I just I burned won the this combo game. piece because of that. Yeah. So yeah. that's where that that's where it happens. And that's why Ticketus, everyone played Ticketus even though it was a bad card. That's why people kept playing, um, what's his face, um, the Mad Duke, uh, 
they kept playing him even when he was bad because it feels great when you take that combo piece and you won that game because of that moment. Even if statistically over a long period of time, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. so that's yeah. why people are still going to do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And also, like, pocket metas are a thing. So if, like, you have a player that literally they're in diamond 10 to diamond 5, they're going to go against a different meta than, like, legend 2000 to legend 500. Right. So like you do have these pocket metas where players play decks and they find that they have a greater success with a worse win rate card because of the pocket meta that they're in. And they don't ever get out of that pocket meta because of, well, one, they might not change that card to the better card, you know, uh, or they're just not skillful enough to like pilot whatever they're piloting out of there. So you have like a lot of biases based on the player's skill on the particular pocket meta their rank happens to be in. You know what I mean? There's a lot of factors that go into Hearthstone. A lot of ranks. Most of the players who play this game are not, what is it, like 95% of the players are below Diamond 10. Like, mm-hmm. that. that is, I mean, not that there's a problem with that, but like that skews massive amounts of data. So when you're looking at like top legend decks you're like oh these are the best decks it's like well those are the best decks for the top 100 people in the game and those like 0.1 or 0.01 percent of the player base and you're not bad so those aren't the decks that you should probably be playing <laughs> because you're not top 100 legend no offense. so i don't know there's there's, there's <laughs> iron a warrior good for climbing not good at type legend <laughs> like th- those are the yeah there's, there's, and, a, and- there's a lot of stuff yeah, and I had I had one final thought on this card, and it was Sadisi made a good point on it. He was like, okay, so um, you look and you see that I have a top deck King Crush. You're going to give it to me, or are you going to put it on the bottom of my deck so I can get two of them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you like, so it's turn seven, right? And you don't want your opponent to get the crush on eight or nine, so you put it at the bottom, but then you give them the seven mana spell that lets them pull the King Crush or you give them the copy card off the next card, but yet they wouldn't have been able to play the seven mana card off the top if that's the card you would have gave. You know what I mean? Like, those are the situations you're in where, like, it's it's impossible. Yep. And and this card, I think, will be better next year when Dredge rotates, if they don't add too many more Dredge cards. Like, I don't think it'll be, like, inc- amazingly better, but I think the fact that we have Dredge as a mechanic, we're probably going to see more of it as a counter to this type of tech if it matters like if 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 uh, hey you just put my combo piece at the bottom guess what i'm just going to dredge it back whatever so maybe maybe not but i i think that dredge is going to be kind of a a natural reaction to this card if it gets if it sees play i think if there's any synergy to this card it will be good Granted, we don't know if there's any synergy at the moment, right? We don't know what the next mini set is. We don't know what the next expansion is. We don't know what the like what next year brings, right? Um, so while this card may not look good now, seeing the opponent's card putting it at the bottom, there may be cards in the future that synergize greatly with this hero power, right? So uh, or this just effect in general. So uh, as of now, I don't think it's great, but there's. I've said that a lot, and then they print, you know, a, quite a few support cards, and then all of a sudden it's playable. You know, there's there's some synergy there that there's a card effect that we didn't see coming. Like Benedictus, until Benedictus wasn't useful until we got enough support for it. I mean, that, yep, that's Benedict Zephyrus. I didn't see Zephyrus coming. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, Doc, what's the other card we have to look at? Yeah, so the other card is Ignis the Eternal Flame. He is a four mana, two four battle cry. If you forged a card this game, craft a custom weapon. Huh? And so there's three <laughs> weapons, a one mana, two, uh, one mana, two, two, a five mana, three, four, and a 10 mana, five, six. And then there's a bunch of different effects that get added onto them. I currently do not understand or do not know how those effects get applied, whether it's just like the number of forging or the value of the forged card. I don't know that, but uh, I think, I think it's going to be fun. I believe it works like Kazakus. Um, pretty much you just have to forge to activate it, I believe. And then, um, and then you have your choices. Like you and get then the you get the pools. You get the pools and then you won't get every option okay. every time. Like they've specifically made it. So you can't build the same weapon every single time. So you can, um, work around it. Uh, uh, Warshak, is this the first time you're seeing this card? Yeah. So for me, I'll be honest. A lot of people don't like this. But I do not like reviewing, looking at, or caring about any of the card reveals. If it was up to me, I would not look at any cards and have no idea what the expansion, like they could tell me it's Titans and then you release all cards when the expansion releases and then that day, that's when you see all the cards. Like, I don't, I, I know I'm an oddball on this, but I hate card reveals. I hate, I just absolutely, like, when I see a YouTuber or another content creator who doesn't play the standard format, post a 15-minute video on a standard card, and they don't play standard. And it, like, I I know I shouldn't be saying this, but there, ugh, there's just something about it, man. So I've never been a fan of card reveals. So, That's no, fair. I have not seen um, this card. <laughs> no, um, my, my favorites were always Trump SC when he um, would um, Those really kind of say this. Those are funny. This card is garbage, and it's like a five-star card. Yeah, yeah, Defile. Defile was one-star card. <laughs> Yep. And that that's again the reason like people like base a lot of like a new expansion comes out and then like they'll base like a lot of like what they think they know on these reviews of people who don't play the format, who don't know what these cards do, who are not class specialists, and they'll be like, Oh, this card sucks. I didn't craft it or like I I disenchanted it. And it's like, bro, this card's amazing. Like, what are you talk like who told you that? And they're like, Oh, he rated it as a one or a two. Like, what do you mean? It's like, no, like, come on, like don't like it's just it's pure speculation like people thought glide yeah. was bad like glide was bad and then it was amazing and then it was bad again like like you just don't know so like it, 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 i just i hate i don't like pretending i know about something that i don't know about and that's kind of what card reviews is but i i should look at it a little bit differently as like more fun but at the same time like people base like what they craft off of decks i play and like what i review if i say a card's amazing they're gonna craft it and if it sucks i get yelled at <laughs> so <laughs> i think you're a lot like me whereas if like my wife could tell me hey your your christmas presents are behind this door and i'm not gonna look because i i'll get no my christmas there's, yeah, the there's no christmas. point and 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 i'm the same way where i don't love the card reviews as much um i mean a lot of people really like the card review season. I'm okay with it. I get that this last month is super slow and it's something that helps fill the content uh, gap because now we have stuff to talk about because no one's really wants to talk about the meta because it's boring or whatever people are. <laughs> people are done. They're tired. 
they just want to get to the next set and this builds up excitement for the next month and obviously yeah, yeah, they yeah. want to get people to buy it so so i get it and and i'm, I'm with you too and it's it's I'm I'm less worried about like a lot of times people speculate. It's like there's no there's no real hard way to do it until you have the whole set. I know um Enthrallamon hates that. It's like I can't judge this card until I have the whole set. But it's true. Like like until you can have the whole set and you know what these cards are gonna do it's and impossible. what uh, like there might be just one card that makes um everything work um Algalon good. Yep. Like like and if you don't know about it, you think well it's very middling. But oh by the way, if you you now get three copies of the top card of your opponent's deck. Now maybe you, you change your mind about that. So it, it's it's a fun thing. I don't hate it, but I also, if they said, hey, we're just going to drop a whole set. Of, like that time they dropped the entire um, uh, adventure for the uh, Angoro, uh, for the uh, League of, uh, League League of, of Explorers. Uh, heroes. Like they were like, hey, look it. We have these heroes, these heroes. Hey, it comes out Tuesday. Which was, was like awesome. two days away. It was insane. Right. I, yeah. I literally logged into Hearthstone and didn't know there was an adventure coming out. And that was like the best thing ever. Like I literally just logged in. I was like, oh my God, I have a whole new adventure. I don't know what any of these cards do. Let me start brewing. Like, and then I spent there for like an hour or two just like figuring out stuff. I had no idea. And that's when I like, again, I was still like starting Hearthstone. Like I wasn't really pushing like I do now. Um, but yeah, that was, that was amazing to me. I like journey to Angoro was just like, boom. And, and, and think about, so right now we have the card reveal season and then we have theory crafting, um, streams and then the meta, we have decks to play with that first day of the meta. And then even things still get figured out and we usually find things out over the next two weeks and then it kind of gets solved. And if we didn't have that theory crafting stream and if we didn't have all those cards, I think, you know, how much longer does that experience last? I think I honestly don't think theory crafting streams matter uh, almost at all. Uh, the There are restrictions. Yeah, you have to only take you, like, yeah, 20 there cards. Are, there, with the theory crafting streams, you have to play 10 cards of the new expansion, which automatically limits all deck expansion. Like, one-third of your deck needs to be only the new expansion. So like nothing's gonna be refined at that point. You can get an idea, but people get a very similar idea through theory crafting anyway. They have like a month, two weeks to theory craft. Um, so like that doesn't matter. Most of the people in the theory crafting stream are only going for content. So they're going for like the super highlight stuff, um, which is no problem at all because their their job is to make the expansion look as exciting as possible. Uh, which is at least that's how I look at theory crafting. I've been in the last four or five theory crafting streams, so like. All I want to do is to make the expansion look as exciting as possible. So Hearthstone, people play it, have fun with it, buy packs. And like that's, that's my job. So that's what I try to do. Um, a lot of people think the theory crafting streams develop the meta. I don't think so at all. The best decks in the theory crafting stream almost never become meta decks, um, or at least tier one or tier two decks. To be honest, it's so just like differentiated and like limited. That it's not a good representation at all. It's really just to show off the new cards, in my opinion. Um, I think the agreed. Uh, I think, but that, it does it does define the first couple days. A it lot does. Of those oh, decks for that... sure. Whatever Tice plays in the theory crafting stream, for sure, is what the meta looks like one to two days. After. For sure, that's what people play. But then they soon find out, like every expansion, that deck sucks, <laughs> and then actual good decks pop up. But like this. That that's every expansion. It may be like an outline for the deck, right? Like Galakron Shaman. Like 
yeah <laughs> like that deck was just good <laughs> like there are some exceptions to decks that are just bonkers right but for the most part it, it, it's it's just to hype it up it's to help the streamers out it, i i don't i'm probably biased honestly because i'm now invited before i was invited to theory crafting streams i i hated them to be honest i felt left out but now that i'm in it like i'm definitely biased so sorry this 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 answer is completely biased no it's fine that's uh <laughs> you have your biases but right, i don't so think quick... it determines the meta i don't think it determines the meta no no and that's not what i was saying i was saying what i'm saying is um i think it develops the start of the meta where we it creates our starting point for the first couple days, and I think if we didn't have those, I think maybe that period it would buy us what first... a day, like how how much time do you think that would buy us a day or two max? I think it would buy the higher. I I think it would buy more than you think. Maybe I think it'd probably buy like maybe like four or five or six days because like not every because because it takes a while. How long does it take the the decks from the top meta? to trickle down to like bronze it takes a while it no. like first you know that, so you and, think do you think a six hour theory crafting stream speeds up the meta by six days no because it's not just a six hour stream it's then the like we have all the theory crafting before that then we have a six hour stream where we've seen these decks in action and then we have another week for people to chew on what they saw and refine them and so that's okay. it. If it was okay. just, it was, if it was just like, hey, today Monday we're doing theory crafting stream, and then Tuesday and then it Tuesday, comes Tuesday, out, that'd be different. But I think okay. we have enough time between the theory crafting and the event, uh, the release, that people actually get to refine more and more. And okay. More things. You know what? I can agree with you. I think you're right. I I think it does. Like, you know that 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 does make sense, for sure. I think right. the so the the, the, okay. the the refining of the 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 creation of the deck implementation of the deck seeing the deck and then a week before the expansion releases that all of that combined gives players a good idea of what they want and it speeds it up i definitely at least a few days for sure okay i'll, I'll get on board with that and and it's, it's always i mean then some deck emerges as the the top and then mm -hmm. some decks try to beat it and then like like and then they, they nerf a couple things real quick. And it's, it's always a process. But um, real quick, so stuff to say real quick because we're already uh, hour 20 in right now. But, <laughs> Sorry. Um, what are our final? Oh, no, no. This is great. Uh, what, what are your... I'm glad we started early. Um, what are our thoughts on this card just real quick? Like, do we think it's going to be a good card? Do we think it's just going to be a fun card? Or do we think it's going to be a bad card? Doc, go ahead. Um, well, if it's like Kazakus, it'll have very high rolly high rolls and then its low rolls will be extremely underwhelming but it'll be no matter what it'll be fun just because the the crazy randomness that was og kazakasan or kazakas was so much fun in mean streets like being able to play it and being able to see the discover screen pop up you click which option you want and then based off of the matchup you're in or what you're decks trying to do there's like an avenue you want to try to explore and find um i think it'll be a fun card to play with um but we'll just like with any card we'll have to see in the actual meta to determine whether or not it will be good i think it's going to be a fun experience there's going to be fun highlights uh from it for sure shack what do you think yeah so unfortunately i cannot give you an answer because i there's too much information about this card 
This card breaks into like a base weapon of one cost two two, five cost three four, and cost five six. From there, you have like poisonous life steal, wind fury. Uh, also damages yeah, adjacent minions. Your hero is immune while attacking, and that breaks into a special ability of like after your hero attacks, summon a two four eight cost minion. Again, based on the one five ten cost that you picked before, it's literally just like um the Kazakus where you used to build your own potion. And depending on, like, mm -hmm. where you pick the yep. 1, the 5, or the 10, you know what I mean? Like, the, the effect was higher. Uh -huh. Same thing goes for this weapon right here. I have it pulled up. So, you know, you have, after your hero attacks, summon a 2, 4, 8 cost minion. Battle cry, deal 2, 4, 6, 8 damage. Uh, after your hero attacks, draw 1, 2, 3 cards. Uh, death rattle, deal 1, 2, 4 damage to all enemies. After your hero attacks, gain 2, 4, 8 armor. And that, again, goes with the traits that we just talked about which were poisonous life steal wind fury leave and a hero immune and then also goes with the one one mana two two five mana three four and then and cost five six so given all that i think in highlander decks which i'm assuming is this forged i, I don't even know what if you so forged forge, the cards so, this game like what does that even mean okay so there are the forge mechanic for this um expansion oh 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 yes the forge yeah i saw one card that said forge oh you pay two man you yeah. pay two mana basically to upgrade the card yo this card is good you can yep. play this in any deck I i'm sure there will be forge cards that'll be good and this is a you don't even play this as a two mana two four you don't care this is basically get yourself a dope weapon yeah this card is Obviously, probably not played Nagra decks, but any sort of like control deck, for sure. Why would you not play this card? Yeah, this seems. Yeah, I think. Lit. I think um, there's a lot of good things here. There is no restriction really. Like you have to forge a card. It's not. I can't play a four card minion besides this one. It's not. I have to hire Highlander deck. It's play a card. You're probably gonna play anyway. So that right there is a big win over the previous versions of like these kind of create something cards. Um, people are going to play this card wrong quite a lot. They're going to go for the five cost weapon. And they're going to go for the 10 cost weapon because they think it's going to have a lot of good value when they really probably most of the time need to just take the, the, the cheap one and get the effect and go. Um, I think there's going to be, I think people are going to really play this card a lot wrong. And I think it's also going to make a lot of people play more Vipers instead of playing good cards in their deck. So I think there's, I think this, I think this card is interesting. I think it's going to make a lot of things happen um but i think by the end of the expansion i don't think we're gonna see a ton of it i mean just looking at like just first thing base weapon if i'm looking at control warrior not that that's my favorite deck or anything but like a five cost act a five mana three four let's give it wind fury or cleave and then after your hero attacks gain four armor so you have a five you have a five mana three four gain four armor every time you attack cleave enemy minions <laughs> like what gain 16 armor kill 12 minions or deal 12 damage like but how many times how many times are you gonna hope that you, you're gonna be like all right all i need to do is get the right things here it's honestly right not so base weapon you ought like you pick the one the five or the ten that's guaranteed you pick one of those like that's guaranteed after that, the traits are one, two, three, four, five. So it's three out of five traits for the poisonous lifesteal, wind fury, cleave, and your hero is immune while attacking. Five. So you're better, substantially better odds than the Symphony of Sins Warlock spell at five mana. 
And then your special ability is one, two, three, four, five as well. So you're one out of three, which is guaranteed, and then five into five, and you discover one, you discover three of the five. Very high odds. Those are actually great odds. So, Over fifty so percent. All right, I can dig it. Um, I I think it'll be interesting. I think that it'll be I, again. I think people are going to play it wrong. I think that's going to be the advantage. I think oh, people, people being bad to... for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Doc, I know I know it's getting late, but I think it's time for the main course. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> All right. So, Warshack. You are a deck builder. You are an off-meta deck builder. I, I guess saying off-meta deck builder is kind of redundant because if 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 it's if you're building something that's not something that's already in the meta, it's going to be off-meta. That that's kind of just what it is. So um, why do you do that instead of um, instead of net neck building, uh, uh, net deck building? I know is you get bored playing the same net decks over and over again, but um, why not just play all the why not play all the net decks? Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, playing net decks or what decks are good right now um, is really not the reason I play strategy. If a deck is good, people are playing it and they're winning with it. Playing and winning with a deck that is proven to already be good provides me, just personally, not as much satisfaction as building something that isn't very good that people don't play and turning it into something viable. That's always just been something I've done, whether I've played Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Magic. I've always just kind of like looked at a card and been like, man, why does no one play this card? Or why does no one play this color? And then I look at that, and then I look at I try to find interesting cards within that color or class, and then, again, I try to make those work. Whether it works or not is different, but a lot of the times I can get it to work above a 50% win rate. We do make some great content on it and we do hit legend like every season for the past four five years i've hit legend every month with some form of off meta deck that i've come up with and brewed up we play you know 50 to 100 games i refine it and then it would does well and then the next month i figure out a different deck to do um you know some months may be a little bit more quirky than others um, depending on how the meta feels, you know, some metas are easier to play off meta decks than others. This one being one of the hardest, in my opinion, metas to ever play, uh, just because the good decks are just so much better than any other thing. Um, but you know, that's just what I enjoy. And then if, you know, if I have to play pure paladin or some deck to like win, and that's the only thing I can do, well, maybe I won't play Hearthstone anymore. Hearthstone has always been just a game I like to explore being creative in deck See, I find that interesting you say that because um, right now I don't feel like there are any too many power outliers in the meta. It feels like to me there's just so many decks you can play and that's where the difficulty is. It's like you, and that's, that's kind of leads into the next question. It's like, so when you meta, when you build your decks, when you're building these decks, do you typically say, hey, I want to I want to take um, Symphony of Sins and and see how I make it good, or do you say, hey, right now we're seeing a heck of a lot of pure Paladin. How do I counter that in a way that's not currently out there that's going to um, really take advantage of that? How, what's your kind of approach there? Both, both. So if there's like two or three decks that are overwhelming on ladder, 
I'll try to like figure out something that isn't played that does well against them. And then if there's just an underplayed card that I think is good, then I'll try to focus on how to make that card good at a time at which I'm playing against those particular decks. So like Symph of Symphonies, um, the card got buffed. Um, I have seen slightly less Control Priest. So like the deck is performing well, you know, and then what's a deck that you can play Symphonies in? Draxus, right? Okay, what combos well with Draxus? Jailer. Jailer, and then you can get Draxus for one mana. And you can play Symphonies for one mana. If you're not playing against Control Priest, then they won't, like, identity theft you and take your Symphony card. So, like, there's just a lot of, like, kind of, honestly, is like pocket meta. Whatever I'm playing against and queuing against a lot. Like, today I played zero against zero Shamans, and it was mainly just Hunter rogue and mage so it's like what can i play today or this week that's good against those particular classes you know what i mean so it really just depends on like what people are playing at my particular rank at that particular time what balance changes just happened and uh what people aren't playing you know and today i played against zero shamans so i played totem shamans today and i had a 85 percent win rate from like diamond Five to diamond one. I lost two games. Totem shaman. <laughs> nice. So when when you when you build these decks, like do you start from the ground up or I mean sometimes I'm sure you do, but or do you sometimes do you say, Hey, I wanna take outcast DH, but I wanna play this card and how do I make that work in this? And do you take like a shell that already exists and kind of uh tweak it or do you always start from like the from a fresh kind of start? It depends what I'm trying to do with it and the card that I'm trying to build it around. Like, if I'm just trying to build, like, an Outcast DH, I'll honestly just look up my previous builds and previous expansions, use that as, like, a foundation. Whatever expansion cards we lost, I'll take them out and then see what new cards we can put in. Um, But sometimes, like, we'll go from the ground up. Like, if I feel like there's just a general misconception of how the deck should be played then yeah we'll, we'll go ground up on it but it depends like sometimes i'll take what the meta build is i'll be like hey everybody plays this card we're not playing this card like back when everybody played leroy jenkins i'd take that card out we're not playing leroy jenkins everybody plays it we're taking it out so like i will take meta decks and remove every popular card from it until every card is like sub 30 percent win rate and then add my own stuff it really just depends on like deck and the what we're trying to achieve with that particular build and sometimes you just kind of chasing like the youtube there trying to get the highlights yeah 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 fun. yeah yeah sometimes it's the high roll sometimes it's chasing youtube highlights i i really don't like, every stream is different what we're trying to go for right so um and then most you know like more than 50 percent, it doesn't work don't get me wrong not every time i try something it works like that's the big common misconception is be like oh man this isn't the best way to build this deck and i'm like bro i fucking know like i know that this deck is bad man i'm trying to make it good work with me here man like i know that this card is a 0.1 percent win rate but we're trying like i i guarantee i know i can go to hearthstone you know deck tracker and copy the best deck i trust me after my 10 years of Hearthstone, I know I can do this, but I choose to do this. And I'm trying to make this, you know, work. So, yeah, I tried to. Um, so I, I occasionally try to do that, this kind of thing because we've, we've had Edelweiss on a couple times. And, and, you know, I like the deck build, but I'm not great at it. I spent an enormous amount of time trying to make um, the Tony 
uh, Death Knight work. Oh, excuse me, Demon Hunter work, where you build up a giant glaive tar, you Tony, you swing, and you burn like their uh, a bunch oh. of their deck. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care if I just want one one highlight where I can like make a YouTube out of it and post. And I never got there, but it sounded like you know that's like a one out of fifty. Fun. That's like a two percent. Yeah, that, that's one of those games where it just goes perfect for you. Yeah. So. So you, obviously you say how, how, winning is not really all that important to you um, as far as I mean, you want to win, you want to get there. But like the, the, the journey, it sounds like it's more important than the de- destination to you. Um, how often do you um, try to make take a like you, you mentioned this a little bit. Um, you prefer to take classes that are at the bottom and, and try to make them better. And how, how often are you successful with that? Um, so like I said, it's, I mean, it's less than 50% of the time for sure. Like you don't finding a gem in the rough. I mean, like look at funky monkey, like, you know, he, he, he pioneered like Librum Penslinger Paladin. Right. And how many decks has like funky monkey like played and like, you know what I mean? Like, posted a video up. But, like, Penflinger Librum Paladin was, like, actually a meta deck. Like, that was a tier one deck. That was banger. Granted, I hated that deck, but he made that. That was, that was his creation. And to make something like that requires an intense amount of, like, deck building skill, um, you know, class specialty, and, you know, I don't, I never have, like, I don't have that. Like, I do not have a class specialty. I play every class. I, you know what I mean? We, we play a deck. We refine it enough to get it above a 50% win rate and to show that there's something there. But is the deck refined to the point of, like, perfection? Absolutely not. It requires thousands of games to do that, right? So, like, you know, my hit rate of, like, this is a banger, absolutely less than 50%. Absolutely. Like, we'll play decks with, like, Maybe like three out of, I would say three out of four decks that we play. Uh, I should rephrase. One out of four decks that we deck test and play make it to a YouTube video. That it's worthy that I would be like, hey guys, you should play this deck. Give it a shot. Or like, at least take a look at it. Like we'll play a total of four decks over a course of like three days and one of them will make it to a YouTube video. That's Others cool. may make it and to we- like a highlight on TikTok. Granted, I'll make shorts of, like, highlights and stuff of other decks, but, like, I'm never going to recommend an absolutely terrible deck for people to craft. Like, my meme decks, they will win at least 50% of the time if played correctly. Yeah, and we did ask Funky about um, the Penflinger Leaving Paladin. He said it wasn't me. What? No way! No, no, no. He takes credit for that deck 100%. That's what Penflinger used to say. Wasn't me. Oh, um, oh okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no. Absolutely. So, but but speaking of that, have you ever had one of your um creations go meta or any of your creations go meta? It's hard to honestly say because as a smaller to medium content creator, a lot of the times when players of our size will play a deck and will post it on YouTube or post it on Twitter or play it on the game, a Larger, more prominent player will play a very, very similar deck with maybe one or two different cards. It'll get picked up, and that'll go meta. But it won't be card for card, exactly my deck. But the like, the correlation between me playing like a Death Rattle Druid with Whomper 
and then three days later, a Whomper Druid goes meta and hits rank one legend, which is two cards off of my list, and somebody else gets credit for it, happens three or four times per expansion, and it just is what it is with a card game. I know, like, you know what I mean? It, it, it changed two cards, and it hit rank one legend. That's not my deck. Like, it is what it is. But Do you like, ever think about being a little more proactive on that, though? Being like, here's my deck. Like, like I know you make a YouTube content and all that, but do you ever try to, like, get ahead can't, of that? Or... You can't push. When somebody has, like, an audience of, like, 100x you, like, it doesn't matter. Like, hey, guys, I played Whomper Druid, and I did this with it. And then, like, somebody with 100x goes, I hit rank one legend. Like, you get <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, Granted, I'm not saying I built Whomper Druid, but that's just an example of, like, many times, like, you know, Arcane Mage, Quest Mage, Death Rattle Druid, 30-card uh, Blood Decay, uh, you know, the Spellburst Frost Decay. I mean, there's, you know what I mean? Like, we cover so many different decks that different people play that change a couple cards, but, I mean, that's card games, man. Like, they made the deck better. That's their version, and that's what they post, and that's what they did with, and they played it better. So, like, I don't, don't really have a problem with it to be honest it's just do you, get credit, way... do you ever get a shout out sometimes though people say like hey i took warshack's deck and I did if it's this. a friend like... yes so like if it's funky like the people that i know literally looked at my deck and changed it like i know funky monk like i will look at funky monkey's decks because he does the same thing as me and be like damn funky monkey this is a banger let me take this let me see if i can change it and if i change it i'll give him credit be like hey i got like the base from funky monkey i changed two cards but this is funky monkey's deck and i do that because he's my friend same thing with Ecore 100. Same thing with Car Hellscream. I did the same thing with Draco Cat, D Money Games, all these guys. I'm friends with them. We share decks. Or when they post, I will see it and stuff like that. But some, like, again, when you get to a certain, like, size or, like, just a certain, like, legend rank or whatever, like, you kind of just, like, regardless of changing one or two cards, it's, it's your deck at that point. And it is what it is. Like, it really depends on, like, how friendly you are with that person. If they, if they want to say this, from you and a lot of people don't know like a lot of people just see like a viewer will just send in a deck and be like hey this is this and then they'll take it post it send it and then like they'll modify it and they don't know where it came from right like they, they have no idea that this deck came from this youtube video which was posted two days ago from regis like you know what i mean like it's just impossible to keep track of stuff like that unless you're like really in tuned with like the, <laughs> the reddit meta the twitter meta uh you know like how close you are with the community and stuff like that so the blue sky meta the threads meta <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's a million different things right so it, it's impossible to say but I depending like on the creator like you know i made a like a quest warrior deck and i think ecore within like a day had played it and was like this thing's a banger and then he like immediately made a youtube video on it and he posted and he's like warshack's meta breaking quest warrior and that video did great for him and like I was appreciative because you know he was like the deck was card for card mine. He didn't need to put me in there, and I I would I wouldn't even gonna yell at him if he didn't. But yeah, some creators do, some creators don't. It's you know it, it depends. Now, when you refine your decks, when when you're building something, what what's kind of your process for refinement? How do you kind of determine like, hey, I I need to take this card out. Maybe I should put this card in. Like, um, how, do you work with statistics or do you just go with the feels or? It's all, everybody's a different skill level, 
everybody isn't in their own ranks. Everybody is in their own pocket meta until you get like to a new meta, which will be like, you know, Diamond 10 to Diamond 5 pocket meta, Diamond 5 to Legend pocket meta, Legend 3000 to 2000 pocket meta. So it really, if you want to cater your deck to what you're seeing, and like a lot of the misconceptions is people will take like, oh, this person won Grandmasters with this deck this weekend. Like, I'm going to play this deck that they won Grandmasters with. And it's like, well, that doesn't work because they got to, not only is it a tournament format, they got to ban a class. You know what I mean? Like, you got to ban your worst matchup for your deck lineup. And there's people who will just spam those, like, top tournament decks. It's like, bro, tournament decks, like, while they may be good ladder decks, sometimes, if you're in the right pocket meta, like, there is a whole strategy to the lineup that they brought because they get to ban a class and then also who they're playing against and then on top of that, the region that they're playing in because different regions play different styles of decks. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, changing decks and changing particular cards and how I build stuff depends on the rank and the pocket meta I'm in. So, And with the tournament decks too, a lot of times, not only is they get to choose the bands, they're also playing tech cards that are targeting very specific things in the card in the decks they're letting go through. And and no understanding a tournament meta, which is a lot different. So yeah, like they're gonna it, it's it's complicated. Um, and yeah, a lot of times that happens. And sometimes a lot of times you can just take the the deck that you know people are gonna start bringing and target that because you know hey everyone's gonna be playing that deck yep. that meaty one this weekend with. So I'm just gonna farm it. Um. So, what are your what are some of your favorite decks that you have created that 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 are Warshack originals, even if somebody else claimed credit for it down the road. Uh, um, Galakron, a budget Galakron Warlock deck. That's one that strikes me uh, out front because it was like, I posted that to Reddit. We went from like, I think, silver to legend. And it was like a 2000 dust deck because Galakron was free, right? All the Galakrons were free. So it was like a 2000 dust deck, extremely budget. It was like an imp deck before anybody was playing imp decks. And I knew because there was like one card in there that I had a one of because I had 29 cards. I was like, man, what do I play as my last card? And I put in this card that no one plays. I forgot what it was. And then somebody had posted that same deck list and my same write up to competitive Hearthstone. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man, you could like you, t- you could take the deck. But, dude, you took the one of card I picked. And my same write-up. Uh, so Galakron Warlock was one of the ones that stood out to me the most. Another one being... I mean, I've been seeing, honestly, a lot of my Arcane Mage and my Light Show Mage popping up on ladder. I play, like, three of those decks today. Like, Light Show Mage. And let me tell you, I hadn't seen a single person playing a Light Show Mage in, like, two months? Three months? And then today I saw like three of them and I posted that YouTube video like two or three days ago. So like that's, I honestly, Light Show Mage is a super fun deck I've been seeing. I'm glad people are playing it. Honestly, I'm, I'm happy to face it because it's a super fun deck. Um, another deck that I've pioneered, it, it's honestly like back in the day, um, quite a few Control Warrior builds with like the, um, the Blackwing Corruptor, the five mana, five, four, if you have a dragon deal three, that was a big one. Like tempo, there was a two mana three three would charge if you had a dragon in your hand. So there was like a tempo, like dragon warrior. Um, that uh, 
both me and Fibonacci, if anybody remembers him, mm -hmm. um, had played back in the day, and me and both Fibonacci were like refining this tempo warrior, but everybody just credits Fibonacci, even though me and him started whispering each other each other's lists, and he was like, oh, sick. I didn't think of that, and I was like, oh, man, you're playing this? That's awesome. And me and him were like going back and forth, and he was like, I think like 152 legend and i was like 180 ish and we just kept queuing into each other like for like five times in one day and it was just like sick and we were just like going back and forth super nice guy so like that's another deck i helped like become super awesome and great so do you remember your first deck that that you got real traction on honestly first deck i have no idea like, if I were to look back on YouTube, I could see, like, you know what I mean? If you gave me, like, a couple seconds and I went back and looked at views to see which deck I got traction on. But off the top of my head, like, the main thing I always went to was just, like, Control Warrior, to be honest. Like, I was always just whatever Control Warrior deck I could build, that's what I, like, went to first. Like, no matter what expansion came out, it was always the first one or two videos I would post are always, uh warrior and then after that's normally mage do you remember what um this is kind of a side but do you remember what the first deck you got legend with was was it a controller Ooh, i have I, i'm assuming it was warrior i'm gonna take a hard guess it was warrior but honestly i had no idea like i was playing hearthstone so casually and like just not like i don't like i wish i would have taken it so much more serious man like when everybody asked me about like how my content creation like was at the beginning it was so bad like i didn't talk to any other content creators i didn't look at any other content creators on youtube i didn't look at what decks were being posted i didn't add tags in my videos and I, I didn't even add titles i literally typed in like hearthstone mage deck and that was the title of my video like it was just so bad like and it did like i don't know how but those videos would get like ten thousand views which are like more than views than i get now and the video was like hearthstone mage deck it's like what <laughs> i guess it was just like the time man but like yeah I, I honestly have no idea what what deck i hit legend with first i'm assuming it had to be warrior to be honest but like, i've hit legend yeah. since i want to say nax slash gbg but like those days man i have no idea what i was posting or playing <laughs> like i was just yeah. playing so casually i know my first one was zelay war uh zelay hunter because um oh. with, with the um because because i i was struggling to get there and it was such a grind and it's like i i know i can do it and i remember like that month of where i was when i was playing games i was on a road trip my wife was driving we were going to pick up some piece of furniture she had bought off of um facebook marketplace or something like that and you know it was like an hour and a half drive i'm like what am i gonna do for that all that time sitting in the car so i i got down to like one uh rank one two stars and waited Ooh. till i got home finished it and it, it was it was it was crazy but um yeah you got any final advice for our listeners i know we've been talking a while any as far as deck building you got any any, any other things that you have for our, for our listeners uh in regards to deck building deck building first you know, thing just being in, a better person yeah. or yeah, yeah yeah first thing you need know what the deck is supposed to do what is your win condition what is the best thing your deck could possibly do and figure that out because a lot of people will like try to build decks and there's no clear win condition there's no clear this is what this deck is trying to achieve 
every deck is trying to achieve something like its main purpose like what you're getting to 70 percent 80 percent of the time the other 20 percent can be fluff cards like whether you're playing like fizzle snapshot you know what i mean make a snapshot of your hand put it in your deck that's like another win condition for value right like you get copies of everything and that allows you to like do some crazy shit but that's not a win condition that's extra that you don't need to worry about the main thing you need to worry about is what is your deck doing and what can it do 80 ish percent of the time and what is it doing better than other meta decks if your deck isn't doing things that are better than other meta decks it's not going to be a meta deck is it doing it consistently 70 80 percent of the games that you're playing if it's not doing it consistently it's not going to be a meta deck there's certain things you need to think about again when building your deck what it needs to accomplish with the cards that you're putting in there and if it's not doing that it's not. <laughs> that's like fundamental rule of deck building there's more that, to that. I would say if you check me out at www.warshackplays.com.net.org.edu.gov.live. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> and, oh, we'll, we'll we'll have time for that for sure. Um, even though even though we've been going on for close to two hours, now, we'll still have time for that. Um, the other two things I'd like to add add to that because because you brought it up. Like I think another thing is don't, when you build a deck, you're going to lose. Just just accept that when when you're when you're starting off, it's you're not going to lose a lot. Right you're going to figure it out. And, and the other thing is. If you get to the point where your deck is doing what you want it to do and you're losing, then what you're trying to do isn't the right thing. It's not strong enough. Yeah. Like you need to do something that other decks aren't doing. Like, yeah, if your deck can heal for a lot, well, is there another deck that can heal for more, but it also does this other thing? Because if your deck only does this one thing and it doesn't do it that great, it's not going to beat this other deck that does the same thing, but more. You know what I mean? So yeah, you have to like kind of like reflect after each game that you're like playing against decks and you're playing your brew deck your deck that doesn't exist in the meta and figure out like what is working what isn't working and you have to tweak that like after every game i'm trying to get this like crappy deck to work i'll be like all right what did we do well what did the deck do that i enjoyed what did it do that it felt like i was winning what what was winning this game okay this is the thing that was winning. How do I support this? How do I make this winning thing do more? And if I'm like, okay, I wasn't winning at all at any point in time, and it went to turn eight, and at no point did anything feel good, I'll be like, okay, bad draws? Did I have bad draws? Did I feel bad with draws? It's like, no, I felt like I draw well. It's like, okay, well, maybe the deck's bad. If I drew well, and I was never winning, <laughs> and I was doing things, didn't work you know what i mean so you kind of have to like self-reflect after each game with these these off meta things and be like all right what went well and then you kind of go into each category of like all right board state spells how much mana did i float did i ever feel like i was winning what was my draw you know what i mean like it, it's really like it's it's a lot of work for no reason if you're not a deck builder and a lot of people aren't deck builders they just want to play good decks and win which is there's no problem with that 90 percent of players will just want to play a good deck and win that's what they have time for. They have 30 minutes to an hour a day. Give me a good deck. I want to win. <laughs> yeah. And it's worse, like I was saying, it's definitely worse when you're like, hey, I did the thing, and then the opponent just runs you over next turn. Yep. You were saying, too, you were saying, too, um, did I just draw bad? Well, if you get to, like, game 10, and you're still, did I just draw bad? There's something wrong with the deck too, yeah. because eventually the draws aren't gonna like. Yeah, you're gonna draw bad sometimes, but if you're drawing bad every time, well then there's then a problem. There's something wrong. Why am I drawing bad every time? 
Well, Doc, this has been a lot to take in. <laughs> I'm full, but I think I have room for dessert. What do you think? Yeah, dessert sounds good. Uh, so, listeners, leave us a uh, leave us a review. Uh, give us whatever rating uh, you feel like we deserve. Five star ratings just help us uh, with visibility because uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify don't do great at promoting uh, newer shows. So just let us know what we're doing, good, bad, and ugly, so that we can improve the show and make it the show that we want it to be. Uh, Warshack, one final question for you. Was good. What is your favorite dessert? All right. You're not going to like this answer. So I do not like sweets at all. No brownies, cupcakes, ice cream, candies. Uh, as I grew up as a kid, uh, I had a stepmom, and uh, I was never allowed to use any any sweets at all. Like, I would go Halloween trick-or-treating. I'd come back with, you know, the bag, and I would have to give her my bag, and she would replace my bag with, like, Cliff Bars apples and like things that aren't my bag that i gave her so now as an adult when i eat sweets or any sort of dessert it just makes me feel not good because my body is not used to that level of sugar or sweetness so like wines i can't even drink sweet wine because it just makes me uncomfortable like, literally just my body feels uncomfortable so <laughs> no sweets for me no desserts i'll just so when you want to eat a dessert that works for you what is that kind of dessert or like an indulgent meal or whatever melting pot or some sort of like where i can melt cheese onto substances give me like melted cheese on bread melted cheese on anything just let me melt cheese on items then i'll eat that I'm a big fan of the cheese. Okay. If I can melt like any sorts of like cheddar cheese, Swiss cheese, Gouda cheese, it's like, you know what I mean? If you've ever been to a melting pot, yeah. like that, like they're they're yeah. I, that is an appetizer. I get that as the dessert. I get. I wait. I take that back. I get it as an appetizer. I get my main meal, and then I also order it as dessert. <laughs> the nice. cheese. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So, uh, Warshack, where can people find you? Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I, I have a YouTube where I post uh, videos uh, pretty much every day or every other day, whether they're long-form content or short. I stream on Twitch uh, three or four days a week. I stream on YouTube and Kick the other three to four days on of the week. And, um, yeah, I have Instagram, Twitter, pretty much, pretty much everything. You just If you Google Warshack, I'll be there. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it was a pleasure. A lot of great questions this evening. One of the best, I, honestly, this is one of the best interactions of podcasts I've been on. Uh, good, good, good questions. Good converse. It was a great time. So thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being on. Doc, where can people uh, find Tito, you? Where can... You go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, Twitter and Twitch at Doc McButt, but mostly on Twitter because I'm inactive on Twitch. How about yourself, Tito? You can actually find me on Twitter and Twitch, and I'm not inactive on Twitch. Mostly playing Hearthstone, sometimes playing Civ, um, maybe playing some of these other games, but for the most part, you know, Hearthstone. Um, Warshack, any shout-outs this week? Um, uh, I, I don't think so. I'm good. I, I don't think I've ever done a shout-out. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you're good, you're good. 
so first and foremost, uh, I want to thank you, Horshack, for being on the show. Because um, you're a much bigger space in the content uh, area for Hearthstone than we are. So we appreciate your time. And thank you for being here. Uh, and then I'm going to shout out uh, Mad at Arms and Stormrage over at Squelch. Because uh, I just had such a fantastic time on their show uh, last week. Uh, they're just good people. If you haven't listened to their show, if you want to listen to a general Hearthstone podcast that just has a lot of fun, like, friend vibes, just listening to wholesome, like, friend content that talk about Hearthstone every now and then, Squelch is definitely a show that you should have on your What radar. were their names again? I'm sorry. I haven't heard of this. Uh, the content creators or the show? Uh, can you go over both? I'm sorry. Yeah, so Madden Mad- Arms. Madden Arms. And uh, Stormrage. Uh, from Blizzlet, if you if you've ever seen any of those pop up, and then the show that they do together with Dano is called Squelch. Okay. And they're they're a Hearthstone podcast, but most of the time they end up talking about food. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Life stuff. Yeah, they they're they're a yeah, good, good time. So I definitely do recommend anyone to listen to that show if you haven't listened to it before. Uh, Tito, how about yourself? Do you have any shout outs you want to do? Sure. But, um, and you probably also want to listen to Blizzlet. So Daniel's on that one. Stormweed Sheldon's on that one too with Smarms. I don't know if you know Send Me Your Arms and Loremaster Eve and Old Teto. But they mostly talk not Hearthstone as well. Um, they're a little more adult. They talk about like which, um, which of the, like this, this past one, basically their <laughs> rating system was, um, they went over all the Titans that have been released and um, they rated them based on how hot would the third person be in a threesome for you to have a threesome with them. So, so it's a little like, it wasn't yeah, even about it's a bit hard. unhinged. So that's what yeah, I'm talking it, about, baby. This is what Hearthstone's missing. Yeah, no, um, Blizzlet is definitely a show you probably would, would enjoy, um, when you're not making all your wonderful content, but no, definitely Warshak. Anytime I've ever asked Warshak for anything, he's been like, yeah, dude, I'm in. So I appreciate you. Um, greatly and um i appreciate uh I, I shout out my my teammates we just picked up judge as a teammate on hype horizon huge and, by the way um, huge big streamer met him at twitchcon i can speak highly of judge great guy great streamer like had drinks with that guy uh good time good player Solid. yeah he he is fantastic um not only is he a good streamer he he does the arena we had him on the show a few weeks ago but he's just generally a great person and anytime i've had any interactions with him he's been fantastic yeah yeah very excited to have him on hype and um and and you know all my team a lot of my teammates are really stepping up lately peaceful c has really been doing a lot he's a great streamer he's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. um and and it just you know it's been a lot of good time but um I think now that we've hit the two-hour mark, I think we're probably pretty good right about now. So <laughs> I, I think we're toast. We'll see you guys. Later. Bye-bye. Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light.